Welcome everyone. This is Lisa Quattrini and welcome to my channel LQ Unscripted. Today we have Corey Ross with us um, out on tour on location. And uh, what we're going to talk about today is a really cool art exhibit that's been sweeping the nation called the Immersive Van Gogh Project. So welcome, Corey. Thanks, Lisa. It's such a pleasure to be here today. Oh, we're so thrilled to have you. So I have so many questions to ask you about this exhibit. So um, I understand. So let's start like from the top. Let's start from the beginning. I know you are the producer of the show. How did you even get involved in this in this um, project? Well, okay, sure. So my, my background is theatrical producing and I produce the theater shows that tour from, you know, across North America. I'm based in Toronto. Uh, and I've brought uh, a number of shows uh, over the years to Dallas. Most recently, we worked with AT&T Center and brought a Harry Potter show called Potted Potter to Dallas. Um, but typically what we do is we look for shows that we think will be interesting to develop. Usually we start them in the Toronto market, which is where I'm based, so it's easy, easier. Um, and then we go out on the road and we take it to all sorts of cities across Canada, the US, and even sometimes further afield. Um, and about two, three years ago, I started to notice that there was this interesting business in immersive art installations. Um, and it was starting to kind of pick up a little bit in California, but it was like going full throttle in Europe. There were all sorts of commercial presenters who could present art in different ways outside of gallery, you know, the traditional galleries in Europe. It was fascinating to me because Europe has some serious, serious art um, and some major galleries. Um, and then I started to look at it and think, well, this is kind of an interesting opportunity, at least for Toronto and probably all overall for North America. Uh, and so we looked around at different shows that we could do. Uh, and I ended up on vacation in Amsterdam with my wife and my daughter. And we went to see a show uh, called The Art of Banksy, which was all about the graffiti artist Banksy. Mm -hmm. um, and I saw this show and I thought, wow, this is wonderful. This is it. This is the thing that I'm going to try to bring um, to North America. Uh, and, uh, and then I looked it up and, and I learned that the Art of Banksy show was controlled by Live Nation, the concert company. Okay. And so I thought, okay, fine, good enough. Live Nation will do it. I'll buy a ticket if it ever comes to Toronto. And about six months later, my phone rings uh, and, and it's the, one of the head guys at Live Nation phoning to say, we've got this show called Banksy, about Banksy. We don't really know what to do with it in North America. And we thought of you. Uh, oh. which was an amazing coincidence. I was like, well, that's an amazing coincidence. I thought I'd like to do that show. So we did that show in Toronto and then we did it in Miami. Uh, and now it's in Taiwan. We're doing it in Taiwan and then it'll go to Tokyo. Uh, we have another version that's going to open in London and, and then move um, this spring into Chicago. Uh, and then it could come, I I'm going to give you a scoop. It could come to Dallas sometime soon. Oh, well, but you know, you know, it must, you know, you got to keep me on the down low on that one. So, but this show was such a big hit for us. Um, we had, you know, over a hundred thousand people come to it in Toronto and it did really well. Uh, it's done really well everywhere we went. And we said, oh, that now we're in the pop-up exhibit business. Yes, um, just like that, right? Just like, I, that. just like that. That's how it, life happens. That's uh, amazing. And, and, and then we had to decide what to do next. Um, and I got a call from, from a colleague of mine who also produces in the concert business in Toronto, a woman named Svetlana Dvoretsky. And she phoned me up one day and she said, you've had a big success with, with Banksy. There's this projection Van Gogh show in Europe. Um, you should fly across and see it. And if you want to do it, I'd love to be your partner. Um, so uh, I flew to Paris. 
to see what this was all about. And the whole way over, I was wondering to myself, what the hell am I going to see in projections right. in, in Paris, the city where they have the Louvre uh, and people can see some very serious, amazing art. Yet I'd heard that 2 million people had been to see this projection art show. So I was really puzzled by the whole thing, but you know, it's Paris, so why not? Okay. I went. This was pre-pandemic. You can get on a plane, you can fly, <laughs> you can have a nice dinner, you can see a show and it'll all be fun. So we went, this was 2018. I flew across uh, and I saw this incredible um, show uh, and it really kind of rocked my world because what this is, is impossible to really describe unless you've seen it. And this is where I usually segue when that, these days when I'm speaking to American audiences, because many people have had a taste of it in episode five of Emily Paris on Netflix, which Emily in Paris on Netflix, which was shot from this exhibit that I saw um, in Paris. Um, so if you've seen that, then you kind of have a sense of what I'm talking about. But if you haven't seen that, I'm going to describe it. Um, this is really a new artistic medium. It's a new way of encountering art. And it combines a few themes in create something completely new. So on one hand, it is an art exhibit in the sense that you're walking in and you're seeing Van Gogh's art. Um, but beyond that, it's, it's an animated film. Um, so the whole show is created by a gentleman named Massimiliano Sicardi, who created the show that I saw in Paris and has been doing this, these types of immersive art installations in Europe for 20 years. I call him the Steven Spielberg of immersive art installations because he really is kind of the, one of the founding guys and the top talents. Um, but what he does is he creates an animated film. So on one hand, you're seeing an art exhibit. On the other hand, you're standing at the center of an animated film that's projected on every surface in the gallery around you. And he incorporates all the architecture in the building. So each installation is completely unique because it video maps to the architecture, to the floors, to the brickwork, to the columns, to archways, to, to whatever's in the room becomes part of the art and the art and the, and the architecture of the room informs the art. But okay, back, back to what is this? It's an art exhibit, it's a film, but it's also this experience in the sense that you move physically through it. So you go from space to, to from, from room to room or from corner to corner of the room and you come around and you examine the entire thing from different angles. And it's combining those three things together that makes it a unique medium. And for me to see a, a unique medium, you don't see a unique medium very often in life. The mediums of entertainment and arts that we typically experience, we've all been experiencing since we were children. So you go to the movies, you sit in a row in a movie theater in a chair, the show's on a screen in front of you. You watch television, it's the same thing. The show's on a screen in front of you, you sit down. It's not a new thing. We've been doing it since we were kids. You want to go to a Broadway musical, you arrive at eight. You, you can get up at intermission at nine and go pee. You, you're standing ovation at 10, but basically it's on the stage, you're sitting in rows. You go to an art gallery, the wall, the art is, you know, it's on the wall. It's got a little label underneath it. Maybe it's a sculpture, but more or less all of these forms, all of these mediums are things that we've been experiencing for years. But you walk into this thing and it's just, it's mind blowing because it's completely new. You've never experienced anything like it before. and and that in itself is a discovery. And because it's completely new now, especially when people are seeing it, uh, and I think that's part of why this thing's such a massive hit, people are seeing it after a year in a pandemic of not seeing any art. And then you come out and you get yeah. to see something completely new presented in a way that you've never seen it presented before. Because 90% of our audience have never been to an immersive installation and I've never been to one. It's this discovery. 
Um, and it really sort of sits to me in, in sort of somewhere between maybe the future of how people will see art. Certainly, I think it's the future of how people might experience film. Because I think the day of the, you know, the AMC, sadly, the daily AMC theater, when you can see everything that you can see on Netflix um, at home, uh, I think they've got a tough business model. But if you can actually come through and experience something, and I was standing there in Paris imagining, wow, what if this was Mission Impossible and Tom Cruise running through the building and we're chasing after him and get, having the same experience? I, I think all of that's coming. But to start with, this is an incredible way to experience Van Gogh's art. So here I am in Paris, I see this thing, I'm wildly enthusiastic about it. I have to be the one to bring it to America. Um, we went and met with the French producers who told us they were uninterested in any type of partnership to bring this to North America. So once again, it's kind of like my Banksy story. I was like, well, okay, I guess I tried. Um, and, uh, and, you know, hopefully these French guys will someday bring it to North America. Uh, and I'll buy a ticket and see it there and tell all my friends to buy a ticket. Well, about six months later, my phone rings. It is the manager of Massimiliano Sicardi. He's no longer working with the French producers. He's now on his own. He's looking for a producer to work with him. He'd like to work with me. Wow, what an amazing opportunity. So we ended up signing a deal with Massimiliano to, for 10 years to create a series of these arts uh, installations for us. And Immersive Van Gogh is the first one. And it's not the same show at all that I saw in Paris. He said, one of the reasons that I want to work with you is I need my artistic freedom. I need to come up with, with new ideas. Uh, and I was feeling stifled by the other guys. They would tell me what to do. And I said, well, you know, you seem very talented. Tell you what, do it. And I hope I like it. We'll find it. Um, and what he's created is it's edgier. Um, it's more thoughtful uh, and thought provoking. And it's more psychological. Um, so Massimiliano Sicardi. Um, he says his, his point of departure for creating the show was he wanted to imagine what flashed before Van Gogh's eyes in the moments before he passed away. And from there comes this sort of stream of consciousness uh, in images and choreographed to music that we see. And that's what we experience when, when we're in the show. So how does he do that? Um, we've licensed 400 um, images of art from the greatest museums around the world who have the photographs because imagine how do you get a high res photograph of a Van Gogh painting you have to go in there after hours and, and set up a proper camera and take the photos so these are owned by the museums around the world that have the Van Gogh pieces and we've licensed these images from them and those images become the raw material and and um, Massimiliano and his team deconstruct them and then reconstruct them. So one image is morphs into another that becomes another and that's how it kind of forms this narrative and then that's projected all, all around you. So the best way to sort of describe that process is it's sort of like a music DJ. So you picture a music DJ who samples from one song, samples from another, puts in a new beat and, and suddenly you have a completely new piece of music. This is the visual equivalent. He's sampling from this piece, morphing it into that piece, changing it, giving it movement, doing all these things with it. And that's what creates this visual narrative that you travel through. Um, and it's projected all around you and it moves. So sunflowers are swaying in the breeze and clouds are going overhead and stars are twinkling. But the most important part of it is the emotional and psychological journey that Massimiliano takes you on as you're experiencing this. And so what comes out of all of that isn't strictly an art exhibit. We call the thing an exhibit, but as I said, that's only part of it. It's really two artists refracting and reflecting off of each other. You've got the original art of Van Gogh, 
but you've got Massimiliano, who's an extraordinary artist in and of his, in and of, in a, on his own rights. Um, and this is his vision and his approach and his perspective on the psychology and the images and, and the thoughts of Van Gogh. And that makes this a really fascinating thing um, to attend. Oh, it's, it's, you know, I've watched some of the film and I haven't experienced it yet in person and I'm super excited to do so, but you can tell just from looking at the footage, it is a whole different experience, like you had mentioned that, um, and I think it's brilliant that you um, do it at different architectures where it will take its own um, form. So no one exhibit probably is the same then. Right, no, we can have like a Grateful Dead or fish following yeah. the city and sees how it's different. For me, it's fascinating yeah. to see how it comes together because we take on these buildings um, and we're like, well, and I'm like, whoa, how's this going to work? This is interesting. Uh, it's completely different from the last one. Um, and then Massimiliano goes to work um, and, and he begins to his creative process and working with the building and the, and the architecture of the building. And sometimes we have to build a wall or change things to make it all work. Yeah. Um, but, that, but that's his process. Um, and it makes every building completely unique. And then we kind of finish it off. We have lobby space and other things that make each building, you know, that, that are unique to each building. And, and often we tie in with local artists and we bring in something. So in Dallas, we'll bring in something that's distinctly Dallas that you won't see in San Francisco or Toronto or Chicago or, or any of our other cities. Um, and that makes the project interesting as well. Oh, that's just brilliant. And you know what else I thought was um, very creative is the secret location. Well, the secret location is practical and creative. Yeah. Um, so it's it's um, on the marketing end. It's intriguing to the public. Um, it gives me another opportunity to come back on your show and unveil the location. So it's another oh, yes. marketing hit for us. So uh, the marketer, you know, the producer has to do marketing. So the marketer in me loves it. Um, but the other reason is that we, we kind of keep it under wraps while Massimiliano is working on the concept. So we decide we're coming to Dallas, we lock up a building, we begin to work on it, but we, we kind of keep it under wraps just so that we have an exit shoot. If for some reason Massimiliano gets the, you know, I always said that when we look at it, I'm like, I wonder how this is going to work. If he yeah. gets to the point where he thinks for some reason the building isn't going to work, well, th then we have the opportunity to make a change if we have to. So it's, it, in, in that sense, it's practical as well. Yes, I think that was re really smart. And I did see the episode, Emily in Paris, because you are the original immersive yeah, well, experience. Yeah, we have Massimiliano Sicardi, the originator yes. of, of the genre, really. Um, yeah. and, and, that, and that's key. That is very key. We're really delighted that, that Lily Collins, who is the lead actress in, in Emily in Paris, who's in that, that scene in Paris, came to see our exhibit in Chicago a couple of weeks ago and she put it up on social media. And she just loved it and said, this is amazing and amazing to see the progression of what Massimiliano has done from what she saw in Paris um, to, to what she saw uh, in Chicago. So what does the tour schedule look like? Because I know your pre-sales are, are just, I, I mean, it's all the buzz. It's all the rage, you know, about town. So well, I, it's, it's really, it's really a wild ride. So we opened in Toronto in July of last year. Uh, and then in February of this year, we opened our first U.S. city in Chicago. And now we're opening Chicago and San Francisco. And then uh, in June, we're opening New York. And in July, we'll open Los Angeles. Um, and but, but by the end of the year, we're going to be in 19 cities. Uh, and in Texas, we're going to be in Houston, San Antonio, and Dallas. Um, but it's not a tour. I know it feels like a tour, but each of these is a unique installation. So it's not that we pick up, you know, what we have in Chicago and move it to Dallas. 
we're choosing a building, we're investing millions of dollars to create these unique installations. And so by the time we're done at the end of the year, it'll be all the cities running simultaneously. Um, and, uh, and, you know, true opportunity, at least if you want to go city to city, you'll be able to go city to city um, and, and see them all. But it's different than, yeah. uh, you know, there are other parties who are touring things like this, but really you get the best um, art when you create the installation for the city, for the building that it's in. Um, and so, you know, we plan to stay with it for a bit um, in Dallas uh, and maybe even bring more creations by Massimiliano into the building once we have the whole thing set up. Oh, that's amazing. And you know what, Corey, I may be taking you up on that idea and going around and doing some different filming around at the different locations, because I think that would be great if we could put a whole series of this together. That would be just so amazing. Yeah, it would be super cool. Yeah, that would be super. Let's do that. We should definitely do that. Um, we are going to have a like as I mentioned, audience. We're going to have a multi-part series with Corey Ross um, when he gets here to Dallas. We're going to, you know, film the exhibit too, and um, and I think we should do some other cities. I think that would be super fun, and um, we can't wait till you get here. I think it is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. I can't wait to see it, um, and I know a lot of people here in Dallas are, are already lined up to get in. Yeah, it's very exciting. We've got fabulous sales in Dallas, so we're really happy. Um, uh, and uh, I can't wait to get there and get it open either. Okay, perfect. So then um, thank you so much for joining our show. And um, for the audience, please like and subscribe and get your tickets to the Immersive Van Gogh. So where would somebody buy the tickets? Let's tell them where to go. All right, so let's make sure we get this straight. It's immersivevangogh.com. Yes immersivevango.com and I'll make sure I put put it a link in there so we can get to the right place. Perfect. So, okay. Right, Lisa, thanks very much. Thank you. You have a wonderful day. I'll see you soon. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm.